Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Concession Confessions. I am your host today, uh, Dwayne Donald, president of the uh, Hart County Community Theater, and we are here with some of the cast and crew from this fall's upcoming production of The Miracle Worker. With us today are director Margaret Sanders. Hi. Uh, assistant director Miss Elaine. That's that's all I'm gonna call her, Miss <laughs> Elaine Hall. Hello. And uh, Annie herself from The Miracle Worker, uh, Reagan Donald. Hello. So, uh, we're going to go around the table here and uh, we're going to introduce everybody and give everybody a little, inter- uh, let them introduce themselves to this. This is live theater, so there's going to be a lot of flubs. I'm, I apologize. But, uh, Margaret, let's start with you. Uh, introduce yourself and uh, how did you get involved with Hart County Community Theater? Well, my husband and I moved here with our kids in 1998. and. We came from Atlanta. I wasn't sure that I could live in a small town, but when we came through uh, down Depot Street, I saw the building with the stained glass uh, comedy and tragedy masks, and I knew I could do it. If If this city could support its own theater with its own building, I thought I could live here. Um, so the first thing I did when we moved to town was audition for a show and it was the one acts. I was in a one act called Funeral Tea with Galand Gold and Kathy Johnson and a couple of other people and I've been involved ever since. Wonderful, wonderful. Elaine, let's talk, let's talk about you. Well, what is your uh, role here and uh, how did you get involved with the Hart County Community Theater? How did I get involved? Um, well, for a long time, I was just one of those people who always said, I'm going to get down there one day, see what they're doing. I'm gonna, and I would see the casting calls. I, I wonder if I could do that. But I just never did. That went on for quite some time. But then my son uh, was cast in Annie Get Your Gun and thoroughly enjoyed his experience. And it was shortly after that that uh, the casting call was out for Steel Magnolias, and he said, that I should come and try out, and I said, "Are you nuts? I, you know, <laughs> I can't do anything like that." But um, fortunately, consulting with him and then with some other friends who had experience in the theater too, and they're all like, "Yeah, go ahead and try it. You know, what do you got to lose?" And um, so, oh, my so. favorite story though, Elaine, you were talking to um, your little cousin Beth. To Beth, yes, my cousin Beth had done several. Uh, play. She'd done the children's workshops and things, and I uh, picked her up one day I, to bring her here from another activity, to bring her to, to the theater for rehearsal. And I said, uh, Christopher thinks I should try out for a play. Do you think I should? And she did not miss a beat. She said, yes, you will make new friends and learn new things. Isn't Beth a part of this cast she here is. also? She is. She's one of our blind girls at the uh, Perkins School. Is that the name? Perkins School yes, for Blind. she is. Um, and I said, hey, that's good enough for me. So I came and uh, gave it a try, got a part, and actually was kind of talking with Margaret about this the other day. I really haven't left <laughs> since <laughs> I've been, you know, either in or worked on pretty much every show that's happened since then. So. So I like it. Yeah, I have made a lot of new friends and learned a lot of new things. You're, you're, you're part of the you're part of the weird the weird little circle that exactly. we've got going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she was at the show and then you've run lights. You've been backstage. 
and now you're you're doing mm-hmm. the directing thing. Yep. So just uh, still yeah, learning those new things. You so. forget that she's done like the the uh, seventh layer of Hades for for theater jobs, and that was I think her first thing. She was That's- the she was the child wrangler for uh, Leave It that, All. Oh, that's right. True. That was the very first thing. Christopher was stage manager for that, I yeah. think. And we did. We did a. We did a show. So yeah, like, I got the baptism by fire. There, I it think. was definitely a baptism <laughs> by fire. Which the kids wouldn't. The oh, kids they were wonderful. Was, but no, after, I them. after two, it was a lot of. They were it was great a lot. Cast. There was what forty people in that cast. And it was very. It, and it it's moved. hard for them to be quiet for the length yes. of time that they needed to be, but I enjoyed them all. They they were really really good kids. All right. I don't know. And so, what's your what's your role with this? With My this role. Production? I am the first time assistant director, and I'm quite flattered that Margaret has entrusted me with <laughs> with well, this role because it it's a lot to do. It is a lot to do. Well, when you when you get on stage and you have you have roles like when you were Malin and Stemmanoyas and you and you have that kind of a knowledge and you start you start putting that stuff together, it's good to it's good to share that knowledge out with with people and especially helping somebody like Margaret. I mean, Margaret's co-directed with me before and, and Exactly. Well, seeing how the two of you work together to teach those of us who were in Steel Magnolias with uh, practically no, well, I had no experience, but learned a lot about how to how to perform on stage. Then seeing how you two work together, how you helped us to figure out what's what, and it's totally a team effort, but really, um, so yeah, I'm glad to, I feel like I'm learning from the best here, because I think you guys, Aww. seriously. Yeah. Um, you can pay me later, Kitty. <laughs> we take donations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that, yeah, I do it. like, I, I just, I'm one of those people who just likes to learn new things, period, about anything. I, I just like to learn things. And, you know, because of the enthusiasm that you each bring to the projects you work on, and then that's kind of like, it's like catching. I go, oh, yeah, I, I want to learn to look at things the way they do, see things how they're seeing it. And so I really like this because starting from the very beginning, you know, even everything, how's the set going to be laid out, um, it's, a, it's to get to see the whole process this way and still learning new things. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very good. It's fun and it's scary and it's overwhelming sometimes when you, when you come in for your, for your auditions. Uh, getting into auditions, we're gonna we're gonna get to Reagan after that. But when you walk in and you see a black stage, and that's all you see is there's nothing on there. All you see is wood and the back and the, and the curtains, and that's it. And then two months later, you build somebody's house on it. Or God, like when when we built um, the house that um, for Alabama rain that rained on it, and I mean we built a small house on that stage. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like you. You have the uh, room for it, but it's just—it's all about the uh, the eyes of the director. We had a we had a paper mache tree on the side of the thing that uh, Marissa had to had to be a ghost in and sing and howl and cackle at, and it was uh. hysterical. And then at the end of the play, it, it rained and everything, and we made it rain on stage, which was terrible for me because I had to mop it up into like <laughs> two, was, two It was terrible for those of us on stage. Yes. that rained on. <laughs> that, that was the coldest water. <laughs> Ever. 
that was a that was a weird play, but it was so much fun because it was all all these uh, powerful female characters that were all together, and it was just ah, I loved it. Barbie and Kelly and Margaret and ironically going back to the miracle worker the um, the original Helen Keller Amanda and and um, Marissa all up on that stage and doing that that was a that was a fun show for me to direct but just sitting about me Reagan yes you have uh, you uh let's let's talk about your uh, why don't you introduce yourself and and talk about some of your theater experience and um okay well my parents have been here for years and one day during or well sorry they saw an audition call for little specifically little girls and they saw they read um the script for one who was really 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 bratty and they were like well you need to audition for that Oh my God! It was the, the role of, of Lottie, right? Yeah, was Lottie, and the best part of the audition. What for what me, play was this? A uh, little princess. There you go. And um, I got cast as Lottie, but the best part of the whole um, audition was I read, and then I got to scream as loud as I could on the stage. It was really fun. You were brilliant. And it shook the walls. It, it was great. It, it, yeah. it was. It was really good. I I, I remember being backstage and uh, Richard and I were in that show also but I didn't I wasn't in it until like the very end so uh, I was all downstairs and played on my phone or something and I you didn't really have to know when you when your cue was you just had to count the Reagan screams (laughs) 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 can you still scream like that um not as high-pitched but Probably. <laughs> well, we won't. We won't yeah, put don't you on do it right now. We won't put you on. If we do, we'll put you on stage over there. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to lose my hair. And we'll take. Tell us about yourself in the, uh, the Miracle Worker. You have the, uh, you have the title role in this. This is probably the biggest thing you've ever done, right? It is, and it's really hard because. Um. Well, what do you need to know about it? Well, I just t- talk about it. Talk about what it means to you. Uh, talk about Annie. Well, Annie was really, really cool, actually. She was a really cool person. Um, and she went through a lot, and it's... Because she's was a real person, it's hard to channel all of that and to make all of it shown on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Well, one of the things that you always want to do as an actress or an actor itself is just study that role and try to, try to see what they would see uh, no pun intended, uh, through their <laughs> eyes, because wasn't Annie blind at one point? She was, she and was. we should back up a little bit and tell people who might not know the show oh, what it's about. That's right. The Miracle Worker is about Helen Keller, who was um, deaf and blind due to a, a childhood illness in 1880s Alabama and her parents hired a young woman from the Perkins Institute for the Blind uh, up in Boston and that young woman was Annie Sullivan and at the time Annie it was her first job she was 20 years old and she was coming to see what she could teach this deaf blind child 
um, who had been deaf and blind from the age of like 18 months, 20 months, something like that. So take it away, Reagan. Um, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, sorry. Well, um, well, this was something that had not been done before, right? I mean, deaf children could be taught or blind children could be taught, but for right. a deaf blind child, yeah. Annie was kind of a pioneer in that, wasn't she? Yeah, she really had to just work as hard as she could because there, if it was just a blind child, it would be, you would be able to tell them why, or you could show them why if they were only deaf, but she was deaf, blind, and mute, so she couldn't even talk, or obviously she couldn't talk, she was mute, but she couldn't even express what she was feeling or why she was acting the way she was, and it was really hard for her to get through to Helen. So uh, tell us why you uh, why you auditioned for that role. Because, um, you know, um, Annie is traditionally played by at, at least somebody in their their younger 20s, maybe mid-20s, and you're 16. Um, I just thought, this is going to sound really dumb, but I just thought she sounded really cool. I didn't know much about the play. I just thought she sounded really cool, and I just wanted to try out for it. That's all. I all just right. thought it was cool. <laughs> well, that's usually why you want to try out for theater anyway, is because theater is cool, and it's cool to get up on that stage and, and not have to be yourself for two and a half hours and, and make give that escape for yourself and to translate that escape to the to the audience watching so it's a it's a mutual it's a mutual escape for everybody which is one of the reasons why I love theater so much uh, Margaret talk uh, walk us through the audition process and and talk about what you were looking for in in certain roles and let's talk about uh, uh, Annie and let's talk about Helen and because I'm 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 here to tell you right now I sat in on one of these on one of these uh, uh, rehearsals that had no lines. It was just one of the physical uh, physical scenes between uh, Annie and and the little girl Claire, who plays Helen Keller. This little seven-year-old is a dynamo. This this girl is so good and and takes direction so well. And when and when we say we're in a scene and and she looks off into space and you can you can tell without any set uh, yet or any kind of costumes or anything that this girl is in character and she's so mature to be seven years old. So, uh, Morgan, tell us what you were looking for uh, in the audition process. Well, I was looking for people who could convey emotion. And this is a very physical play, uh, particularly with uh, Helen and Annie. I needed a Helen who I knew could show emotion and show a range of emotion on stage and someone who was very coachable. And I knew that Claire Hoy um, could do that. I'd seen Claire perform in other shows, so I asked her and her mom if she could come audition and I was thrilled when she showed up because um, you also need a Helen you need the actor who plays Helen to be a very bright person but they also need to be small enough that they can be 
picked up by whoever plays Annie. And for Annie, I needed somebody who was young, who had an energy, who had um, compassion, and um, uh, but at the same time, someone who who is strong. And when Reagan read, I saw all of it. Agree. Um, so that for those two roles, that's specifically what I was looking for. But in the uh, the audition process, for most of the shows that we do here at Hart County Community Theater we do a what's called a cold read so that means you come in and the director will hand you what's called a side or a piece of script and say all right reagan if you read annie for this scene and tracy you read kate for this scene max you read james and you can see the combinations of characters. You guys, um, when you had auditions for Steel Magnolias, you had how many people show up for that audition? I think like it was, 30? It was close to, it was 25, 30 people for six roles. For six roles. And you guys divided us up into teams and sort of moved us around and played with the combinations. Um, and that's the kind of thing that we we did auditions. Mm -hmm. What is your memory of, of the audition for Steel Magnolias? Do you remember that? I, I remember that, um, yeah, mostly that what you're saying, like there would be groups of uh, four and we would each read a role and then, okay, you switch with her, you switch with her, and those same forward read. Okay, two of you sit down, another two come up. So just, yeah, that rotating everybody in and out, which is um, what you want to see who can who interacts well with whom who is maybe reading okay no you're not quite getting reading that one right try this one and so right you end yeah, up with interesting combinations um yeah and sometimes just switching two people such as when we did death trap and we had two actresses reading and they were both great at what they read yes we really like that just for kicks how about switching the Right. And they did, and it just it lit clicked. up. We thought, it oh, clicked. that, yes, that one is working. The, either way would work, but this one is just so much better. So you just, I, I, it's hard to put a word on what is it you're looking for, but you know it when you see it. Does that uh, yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, that je ne sais quoi, yeah. Right, <laughs> absolutely. Well, um, uh, tell us, Elaine, I'll go with you on this one. Uh, tell us about the rehearsal process, and uh, what, are, what are you seeing with uh, how how are the characters coming alive? Are you are you seeing that chemistry that you were wanting from the audition processes? Um, uh, yes, and um, how are you enjoying it? You know, this being your first play, I am. I'm enjoying people actually can ask me questions, and I sometimes know the answers, and I so I surprise myself. Okay. I have learned new things. Um, and I'm sharing those new yeah. things. It's, um, it is wonderful to be on this side of the stage and watch 
them because rehearsals can get and we all know that they can just get you feel bogged down how many more times can I do this I don't even think I'm doing this right this can't possibly come together you know but that's why we do it so much keep doing it because it will come together and everything is gonna gel everyone is gonna come together and and it's um, particularly with uh, Reagan and Claire as we said they've had a, a lot more extra rehearsal just the two of them because of the scenes that pivotal scenes between Andy and Helen and and uh, it's just it's fascinating to watch how they gelled how they communicate with each other um, like they are almost literally communicating now without even having to say anything which is great because that's really how Helen and Annie pretty much would have been Helen yeah. could not hear she could not see um, so they're really coming on great uh, we have some experienced cast members we have some not so experienced cast members but everyone's just getting in there and just working hard giving it their best they're and they all are uh, taking any direction Margaret and I have uh, nobody's really got any like diva attitudes they're listening to what we say they try the things that we suggest and um it's just it's it's a great process to work watch working through and and just, hey, yeah. we're really making a show here yeah right now we're we're at the part in the rehearsal process where we're we're trying to nail down the really nitty-gritty little details mm -hmm. We've gotten the broad outlines. Now we're filling in, it's like paint by numbers and we're filling in the, the colors. Um, so we are going over maybe half a page of dialogue or stage direction and we will go over it five and six times just to get it to where we need it to be. And it is a team process, and that's one of the things that I love about doing theater. I've been doing theater since 1975, um, and I've always, I've just loved that camaraderie, the feeling of the team getting together, but also the intergenerational. Like, I love the fact that here I am at 56, um, becoming good friends with Reagan at 16 and with Claire who's eight and just having the generations come together to make a great show. It's it's so much more about family than it is ever is team. I mean, I, you can you can go back from from shows that we've done 20 years ago to Still Magnolias when we did that to Death Trap when we did that. Um, there's always that when you get that tight knit group to where, and, and I love that y'all mentioned that because that's the only thing that popped in my head was about how Annie and Annie and Helen can talk without communicating. And they can just, they can mm -hmm. see each other's body language and knows exactly what each other was saying. That was Margaret and I for years. We did that, that two person play where, you know, the slap heard around the world happened. And, <laughs> and um, <laughs> well, Little little side note on that. Uh, just to just to clarify, what what theater does sometimes is sometimes it has to get get a little physical, and and in the Miracle Worker it gets a little physical. But we were doing uh, Margaret and I were doing a show for the Art Center. Uh, how many years ago was that? Like maybe fifteen. Uh, well, Max was like a year and a half old. Yeah, so it was like seventeen years ago, and uh, it was just about two elderly people in a uh, 
in a nursing home playing gin with each other and I believe they were both a widower and a widow and they were just getting to know each other and and uh the uh the man in the in the show was not the nicest person in the world and and the female in the in the show was was a pretty decent person but you know she lost her temper and we were going through this and margaret's like i gotta i gotta stage slap you and i'm like why we're in a small building people are going to be three four foot away from us watching this play we don't even have to project we don't even really have to use our theater voice in this in this building we could just make this conversational you're gonna have to slap me and she goes i can't do that and i was like margaret you're just gonna have to slap me we, <laughs> and we we went on through uh through the rehearsal process and it finally got to the it got to that point of slapping and margaret just hauls off and knocks the tar out of me and it looked great and when she's when the scene was over to margaret's credit she never broke character but when the scene was over and and we went on a break for rehearsal she was like oh my god are you okay and i'm like yes that's exactly what you need to do so you know i, I believe in a little bit of the physicality especially with this and watching that on watching the rehearsal for the miracle worker for that just brings me back to that i mean it's not it's not brutal or anything but it's it's you get that point of the realism and it tells the story you know so uh uh let's we've been we've been focusing on ann and Helen, let's talk about some of the other members of the cast, um, uh, and y'all can y'all can talk about. I, I don't I don't want to have to bullet point that to y'all. You you know your cast better than I do, so uh, let's talk about let's talk about them. Go ahead. Uh, Tracy Mason is playing Kate, who is Helen's mother. Bob Axton is playing the doctor. He's great. Phil Johnson. Um, who is from South Carolina, mm, I yes. believe, is playing Captain Keller, Helen's dad. Max Donald is playing James, Helen's brother. Uh, Maya Hill, who is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Maya is playing Viney, who's the housekeeper, and she is, I just, I just love her, she's wonderful. And we've got her daughter, Nate Hill, who is playing her daughter in the show, Martha. We've got Devin Ellison, who is playing Percy. He's just so much fun. Um, we've got blind girls, Beth Mason, uh, Brianna Isbel. Isbel, and Kaylee Wilson, Wilson, I believe, yes. Um, and we've got uh, Scarlett Thompson. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Who was also playing a blind girl? Little little Scarlet from the music reunion. Yes, yes. She's, she's adorable. She's one of she is blind girls. <laughs> and Hannah. And, and we've got um, Hannah Payne. Payne, who is playing um, anecdotes, and that part is usually played by a man, um, but we're mixing it up a little. Hey, I like it. We, we, <laughs> we put Hannah in there, and she has the sweetest southern voice and I asked her do you think you could do a Greek accent and she said well I I don't know I'll try (laughs) and she came back the next rehearsal and by golly such a thick Greek accent I'm having to tell her 
you know, Hannah, dial it back. <laughs> it's always better to tell somebody to dial it back. It is. Than, it than is. Than to tell them to keep going. Well, uh, uh, tell tell our tell our uh, listeners here how why why they should come and see this show. Uh, Reagan, why don't you start us off? Um, I just think it's really it's really fun to see because it's while it is historical and it's kind of educational, like. We're not, like, teaching you, but you're just learning a little bit about it. It's just really fun to watch everything happening. Um, of course, it's dramatic at parts, but it's just, it's just, well, the, well, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of theater goers that, that kind of shy away from the drama sometimes. Sometimes they, they want to laugh when they go to a theater. Is there, are there comedic parts in this? Is there any, is there anything funny? Oh, yeah. Yes. There, there are lots of funny, funny, funny moments. Yeah. All right, uh, Lane, uh, can you elaborate? Uh, tell us, uh, tell us why you think everybody should come and see the show, except for you know it's awesome. <laughs> well, I don't want to give away our funny lines, but oh, you don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I know. No, no spoilers. Uh, just no, uh, uh, no spoilers. Um, this show in particular, why people should come and see it, it's. I think probably because it is historical, it is real, and it does kind of put you in a moment. Late eighteen hundreds, what twenty years after Civil War, we're in Alabama. Um, this girl comes from up north, and it's just—it's a lot more than just here's this blind deaf child and he's teaching. Here are people from totally different cultures. Here's a culture here where, you know, the captain is kind of like, I need to be more, you know, he's just naturally protective over women in general. And Annie Sullivan comes along and feels no need for that. So there's kind of some tension and humor between the two of them. Um, it's just, a, there's a lot in it to, to think about it. It's, it's a lot more than if people just think, oh, what's some sign language and this little kid might learn how to, communicate a little bit which is not that that's not important because it most certainly is um but there's a lot of layers to never, it that you may layers. not realize I never, really, I never really thought about the uh the time placement of this and uh annie coming from up north and, mm -hmm. yeah. and this being in alabama and and yeah the she, she was coming from boston big city north going to tuscumbia alabama like like little Alabama town. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like going and she, to. She's not used to you know the. I'm not saying she has no manners and no grace, but it's just it's very different here from where she came from. Things are move a lot more slowly, and um, and she didn't grow up with a family, certainly not a you know gracious Southern family you know, who gathers around the table for dinner, and uh, so it's a whole new world for everybody involved and. There's a yeah, a lot lot going on right. to see. Well, I can't wait. Well, I'm I mean like I saw this, I saw this when it was originally done in the early 2000s, and and that cast was was amazing. And uh, Margaret, you were the uh, you were the director of that one also, which is why I was so tickled to, that you uh, reprised your role as the uh, director. Tell tell me what uh, Miracle Worker means to you personally. Well, going way back. Um, the Miracle Worker was the first professionally done play I ever saw. I was about eight years old. Um, 
and my father had been given a couple of tickets. My mother couldn't go, and so he took me. And so I'm eight years old in this theater watching this other little girl who was basically my age do all these things on stage, and I was just totally captivated. Um, and that has stuck with me for, for decades. So I had wanted to direct it and I came to the board with it in uh, 2000, directed it in 2000 with Amanda Tucker as Helen, Kayla Blackston as Annie, and um, Ricky Eberhardt as Percy. So there's an Easter egg in here. Ricky has a voiceover role um, 19 years later. I think he's the only person who is, will have been in both productions. Uh, but also, this show means something to me because I'm hearing impaired. I have two hearing impaired children. Um, when I first did this show, my daughter Jane had at that time a progressive hearing loss. She is now completely deaf. So just from a, a personal perspective, um, the teaching of deaf children, the teaching of blind children, the teaching of deaf blind children means a lot to me, uh, just personally. And um, my daughter was five years old when I first did this show. She's now 24 and she is a teacher. She is a paraprofessional for special needs kids. So oh, wonderful. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's wow. meaningful to me. I, and it's a show about kindness. It's a show about community community but it's more about communication how we communicate with one another and the levels of communication we can have um, and just it's a, a beautiful beautiful show and there's a lot of uh, overtones in it also about respect too if you really look at it the the respect that Annie's trying to trying to gain not only from Helen but from Captain Keller and the, the rest of that family too so if you might want to elaborate on that, because that's that's one of the things that I got from it the last time I watched it, when when it was Kayla and Amanda and, and Ricky and Rod and all those. Yeah, and Donna C. Donna was played Kate in the original, um, and was just amazing. Um, I, I think of Donna as a more of a comedian, but she it, this was a straight serious role and um she absolutely nailed it well she's just got the timing for comedy but i remember i remember her performance too and she was she was spot on she was a pro and uh she is a pro yeah I, we miss her well why would you do you consider this show a classic and if you do why why would this be a classic it is an american classic and um, because not only does it tell a, an important historical 
uh, story, but it's also just so beautifully written. Um, and all there's a lot of symbolism. If you look at keys, if you look at water, um, there are just so many threads that run through the show that get pulled together and and just make a wonderful tapestry. It's just a lovely, lovely show. Lots of beautiful language um, and plays on language. And again, that's all communication. And uh, what do you want the audience to come away with when they uh, when they buy their tickets, sit down, grab a popcorn and a coke, and and they want to they want to and they watch the Miracle Worker? What are the, what kind of emotions are you trying to get out of them? I want them to to be moved. Obviously, it's a very moving play. Um, I don't think Elaine and I have made it through the last scene without crying. I mean, just watching, and that's just in the earliest rehearsals. So I, I want them to be moved, but I want them to to think about um, kindness, to think about respect, to think about communicating and to come away with some understanding of what it feels like to be deaf or blind. Um, one of the, the things that I think our society lacks a lot these days is the ability to see things from a different perspective, to walk in the other person's shoes. Um, that was one thing when, when Elaine and I were growing up, we were constantly told, um, you know, walk a mile in the other guy's shoes. And I don't know that kids are, are being taught that so much these days. And I think they need to be. And one of the things about theater in general is you, you get to see things from a different perspective. You get to see different facets of life. And uh, this show is very much of that ilk. Awesome. Uh, one last one last question for you before we go on a round table and uh, well, we give the show dates and we and we do the, uh, the advertisement for this for this thing is this show was done 19 years ago and uh, you directed both shows. Can you tell me maybe some of the differences between the the 2000 production and the uh, 2019 production? Well, we're still, it's early days for this current production. So it's a little bit difficult to say for sure. One big difference is gonna be the set is gonna be radically different than it was. Um, obviously the actors are different and <laughs> so they're going to bring a little different flavor to it. Um, when we did the original, Amanda who played Helen was 10. Claire is 8. Um, and so that's a little bit different. She She's just younger. Um, but she's just such a, a brilliant, hardworking kid. Um, well, what's the, you said the sets were gonna be different. What's gonna be the, the big difference between those sets? In the, the one we did in 2000, we had flats, we had walls. Um, and this version, I'm not gonna get into the set 
okay. a whole lot, but, okay. it, but it is going to be different. Okay. It's not going to be um, as representational. Okay, I, I got you. I think everybody that's uh, theater people just understood exactly what you said. Um, so the uh, come out and see the Miracle Worker. It's going to be September 13th through the 15th and 20th through the 22nd. The uh, Friday and Saturday night shows will be from 7.30 p.m., and the uh, Sunday matinees are at 2.30. Uh, uh, doors always open up an hour before curtain. So get in, get your concessions, see the brand new uh, Peace Center donated seats that we have on the floor, and uh, gear up for, uh, for a wonderful evening with the Miracle Worker. Uh, we're going to go around table and let everybody here say their goodbyes. So, uh, uh, Miss Annie, we're going to start with you. Uh, let everybody know. Uh, I mean, just tell everybody what you'd like them to know about this show, the last thing you get to tell them. Your goodbye as it is. <laughs> you could do your line from dearly departed. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is such a funny... <laughs> well, um, Reagan, is a, Reagan is a great actress, but... She, as she was saying, as we were prepping for this thing, she usually has to have a script when she answers the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but she's off book now. She just, you know, you don't you don't want to put her on the spot like that. <laughs> Elaine, uh, let let these people know what's the last thing you want them to know before we sign off here. Uh, just come out and see the show. I think you'd really be impressed with uh, the way we're putting things together, with um, how great this cast is doing. Um, what a great job Margaret and I are doing. <laughs> <laughs> not, to no. not, not, <laughs> not, not to, to toot, toot your own horn, but no, to toot. toot. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be good. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be really good. It's something you can bring your whole family to see. Um, it is about family on a lot of different levels, different relationships within a family, and uh, so, yeah, I don't think you'll regret if you come and see it. So come and see it. All right, Margaret, take us home. <laughs> All right, y'all come see us in the middle of September. If you'd like to buy tickets, you can call the theater at 706-376-5599, or uh, you can go to the Facebook page or the website, www.heartcountycommunitytheater.com. That's theater spelled with R-E. All right, well, um, that's going to do it today for today's uh, concession confession. And uh, we'd like to, for all of us here around the table doing this show, we'd like to dedicate this show to uh, Barbie Robinson Stowe, who's uh, having some health problems and who was one of the pioneers for this. For this, uh, It used to be a Facebook Live thing that we're doing, but we're, we're kind of changing it up and we're going to throw it, throw it down as a podcast as many times as we can. For you guys, I'll let you know what's going on behind the scenes and the inner working sometimes here at Hart County Community Theater. So for Elaine, Margaret, and uh, Reagan, I'm Dwayne Donald saying thank you and uh, find yourself at the theater. <laughs>